Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny FD. What's up, guys? It's Johnny, and welcome to episode 28 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. We're live in Koh Lanta, Thailand, which is a nice island down in the south. And this week's episode is brought to you by a quote of some guy on Instagram I started following, Dan Blazerian. And he says, in this life, a lot of people will tell you that you can't. Fuck those people. What's up, Anton? Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, apologize in advance, just so everyone knows, we are on Koh Lanta right now at a cafe by the beach because they have the best internet, and there are some dogs around, there's the ocean in the background, there are some birds, so there's a little ambient noise. Please don't mind it. I don't know why you apologize for that. I think people like kind of being here with us on this journey. Uh, I do apologize for, the, for last week's episode, uh, which was 27. That was pre-recorded because I knew I was going to be on vacation with my girlfriend out here, and I knew I wasn't going to have time to interview anyone or... Or upload anything so that was pre-recorded but now we're back live I think I mean th- this episode is gonna be called how to vacation like a boss and I think that's what we're doing right yeah I would say so um, you know like out in Colanta right now I've been doing some great diving the best diving I've ever done yesterday we were swimming with giant manta rays which was pretty sweet uh, today just kind of spent the day chilling out on the beach had some good food got a good massage so yeah, yeah life is good you know what? life is very good and for those you know, who don't realize by now, uh, this is the same Anton from AntonMethod.com. I interviewed him just two episodes ago. That was two weeks ago. Uh, I was in Saigon hanging out and I said, you know, I basically said bye. I'll see you in a few months, maybe in the summer, maybe in Europe. Not really had any, we didn't have any plans to meet here. Uh, How did that happen? Yeah, um, you know, just in Saigon, you said you'd be out here for some dive-in. Saigon's a big city. I like it. I build a really good network of friends there and business owners there. But, you know, there's not that much to do that really involves nature. I like to dive. I like I enjoy the beach. So Johnny said he'd be here. I went on AirAsia.com, found a $69 flight, which is ridiculous to get myself out here on this beautiful island. And I mean, it's that simple. When you're out in Asia, it's really easy to get around. You know, it's not like back in the States or some other places where travel might be really expensive or it's something you have to plan in advance. Here, if you have an idea, you want to go somewhere for a weekend, you just literally book a plane, hop on it later that day. And I mean, this is, I'm traveling from Vietnam to Thailand, so it's country to country and it takes no more than, you know, a couple hours to, to hop on over here. That's insane. I mean, really just think about it, right? It's, you're in, you're in a totally different country. I'm up in Chiang Mai. And my, my, I'm, I'm not actually supposed to be here right now. I was supposed to be back in Chiang Mai a week ago. But because, and mainly only because Larissa only had a week vacation for, for school. Uh, she's the teacher. And I was going to go back and just kind of sit around and do some work. But when I spoke to you and you said, hey, uh, I'm thinking about coming down. I said, all right, well, let me just forfeit my plane ticket because it's only like $90 anyways. Uh, and it's direct from Krabi, which is the, the closest airport. Uh, to Chiang Mai and I said you know I'm just gonna forfeit it and I'm just gonna book another one for another 90 bucks spend another week down here and just 
crush it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that it actually was cheaper to get here from Saigon than it's cheaper than uh, than Chiang Mai to Krabi. I paid only 69 bucks and it's 90 for that one, but either way, I mean, you can't beat that, you know, 90 bucks to get down to a beautiful island. And this is my first time on this island, and for anyone that hasn't been here, I highly recommend it. I've been to, uh, where have I been? Uh, Koh Samoy, Koh Tao, and... Co Costa Rica. I, no, I always get it wrong. <laughs> Copenhagen. Okay. Copenhagen. Yeah, I always say that one wrong. I've been to that side, and those islands are all beautiful, but they're much more touristy. And here it's touristy too, but it's mostly Swedish people that are on vacation, and it's not salesy at all. It doesn't really feel touristy. There's literally no one on the beach trying to sell you anything. There's no water sports like the jet skis and banana boats and all that stuff where people are trying to, you know, get you to do that all day. It's just a relaxing beach with some really great diving. The diving was a couple hours offshore, but, you know, I'm fine with that. We breakfast on the way out and then do some of the best diving in the world. So it's really an amazing place. I, I highly recommend it. I definitely want to get into the scuba diving because this is the best in Thailand if and probably top three, would make, I would say at least top 10 best in the world, but top three that I've done and I've, I've, I've only been diving in a couple countries, but I've had enough experience. I've had about 800 dives now, and I, by me saying this is top three diving in the world, you know that really is incredible. But what I liked most about it is while we were underwater, we both made more than more money <laughs> being underwater with our passive income sources, our online income sources, than we spent scuba diving and for our hotels on the beach. Oh uh, yeah, no, I mean I made. <laughs> more the first day then I'll spend this entire week including airfare hotels diving food everything so yeah that was on the first dive so <laughs> alright that's insane so we'll get to yeah. that in a little bit but let's talk about the other beaches and the other in other parts of the world you've been to because you just got back a few months ago from from like from yeah, South America. We spoke about that a little bit in the last uh, episode we did. I was down in Costa Rica for a couple of weeks and then I was down in Argentina for about a month. But um, yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I really missed the beaches of Thailand while I was in Costa Rica because, you know, Costa Rica feels a lot like the States. Um, it just feels like any old beach town and the prices kind of reflect that. And I'd be fine with that if you really got what you were paying for. You know, if I saw value for the money, I have no problem spending more money. But the whole time I was there, I was just thinking of, you know, Koh Samoy when I was over there and Koh Tao, which were my two favorite islands, and just thinking about how nice the water was, how good the diving was, how white the sand was, and, you know, what, how great the food was. And for all these ridiculously low prices, then I get down to Costa Rica and the beach, you know, the water is not clear. It's pretty cold. There were rocks all over the place. And, you know, if you wanted to do something like stand up paddle boarding, it's like 50 bucks to rent a board for an hour and here it was six bucks for an hour so just it's not even comparable and you know you, you spend about a tenth of the price here and it's nicer so you actually spend less money for a nicer lifestyle which is just like unreal for me so anyone that hasn't been to Thailand like you, you have to get out here this place is really just it, it's unlike anything else I ever thought was real until I got here and saw it with my own eyes but you don't feel like you're you know missing anything everything's here it's clean it's safe it's nice and the value get for your money is just it's really unbelievable until you actually experience it yourself so i remember about a year ago i was flying from thailand back to the u.s but i had to stop over in hawaii and i had the option to stay an extra day or two for free uh just as a, as a layover and my friend claire who, who i was hanging out with down in san diego just she could not understand why i chose not to stay in hawaii for a couple of days and I had said to her, I said, you know, Hawaii, you know, Hawaii is awesome, but I just spent six months on one of the nicest islands in the world. I was traveling around all the different islands in Thailand, but also in Borneo. And I was like, you know what, honestly, I'm just, I'm just kind of tired of islands right now. I just want to get to Chiang Mai. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's how I am. I can't live on the beach full time, but what I love about being in Southeast Asia is they're so accessible. You know, like we were saying, the flights are so cheap, the accommodations are so cheap that, and it's just so easy to get from country to country. So to come to Thailand, for most countries, you don't even need a visa. You get a visa on arrival, so you don't have to do anything in advance. All I had to do was book my plane ticket, and I had a 30-minute interval in between my flight and from Saigon to Bangkok and Bangkok to Krabi and 30 minutes was enough time for me to land go through immigration there to actually get my visa stamp for visa on arrival which gives you 30 days in the country then to get on my next plane and to get down here so it's just so like it's it's so easy to do and like we were saying you get so much for your money so Thailand's the place to be and even in Vietnam last weekend you know like Johnny said two weeks ago we were together in Vietnam we did an episode last weekend I was bored I wanted to go up to Hoi An which is a beach town in Vietnam and I think a day before I wanted to go, um, me and a friend went online, booked the tickets, you know, show up at the airport, which is 15 minutes away, and spent an amazing three days up in Hoi An, which is a town I highly recommend going to. Stayed at a five-star five star resort for about 130 bucks a night. Oceanfront Villa, it's just unreal. And I mean, 130 bucks here is a lot of money, but anyone from the States or, you know, basically anywhere in the world knows that that'll get you, you know, a budget hotel back home. So you really can live like a king out here for not much money at all. You know, for the many, many years, uh, I just wrote a post on my blog, johnnyfd.com, that highlighted what I've been doing for money for the last five and a half years. I didn't even realize that I've been traveling for five and a half years until my girlfriend asked me what year I started, and I said 2008. And she made me do the math. She's like, it's 2014 now. You've been traveling for way more than four years. And... I saw a post somewhere that, would, that you know, it was basically the same title. It was how I've been able to fund my travels. And the comments on that you know, were basically you know, friends saying, you know, thanks for posting this, I had no idea. And I realized that even though I assume everybody I know, all my friends from back home, and, you know, and people that listen to my podcast, people that read my blog, they all know exactly how I make money. I, you know, I do e-commerce now, and I, I make money through these online stores. But how I got started, a lot of people have really had no idea. So I figured, you know what, let me take the time, sit down, write this post. And I realized it was an endeavor. It ended up being long. I mean, it was a five and a half year journey. You only <laughs> really started making money, you know, about a year ago, maybe a little less. So yeah, it was a long process. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of people were, were thanking me in the comments saying, Hey, thank you. know, basically saying, thanks for sharing this. So I know what jagged rocks to avoid. And when I think about it, you know what I did waste, four or five years not making money you know I was making less than minimum wage I was working as a dive master for a lot of that or, or doing Muay Thai and I was making way less than minimum wage but thinking back you know what? I really enjoyed it right um, you know to be honest for the first day we went diving I was thinking you know what maybe I want to do this again maybe I want to start you know being a dive master again but after the fourth day of diving and seeing how tired everyone was yeah. And how they had to, you know. And you made the comment. We got off the boat, and we had to we got to leave all the equipment on it while the dive masters had to, you know, clean it off and carry in the tanks and do all that. And we got to go back and have dinner. So, yeah. I, I remember asking you. I said, uh, "Would you?" Because the diving out here is not cheap. Uh, the diving here is, is probably between three and five thousand baht, depending on what the dive site is. Which is cheap relative to the world, but okay. you know, yeah. But like compared to Kotal, where right. it's super cheap. Here it's you know a hundred a hundred fifty dollars per you know per day of diving, and I remember asking you. I said, you know, uh, would you stay and help out and you know clean up, you know, move these tanks, clean equipment, uh, if you can have the diving for free today. 
and you said no way. Yeah, I was done. <laughs> I was done. I love the diving part. I don't want to do any of that, you know, any of the labor work behind it. It's a hobby. So I enjoy the hobby. And the things that I know to a lot of people, it's, it sounds ridiculous. You know what? Yeah, why not die for free and, you know, be able to, and all you have to do is, is clean up. You know, it's one of those things where it sounds like a great deal. And it was for, for a long time when I was doing it, when I had no other option, it was a fantastic way to get a lot of dives because there's no way I was able to afford that before, you know, because, you know, a couple of days of diving is going to be a couple hundred bucks. Right. And, you know, that was my, almost my whole budget for the, for the month. You know, my budget was $600 a month. There's no way I can, I was able to afford to spend a hundred bucks a day diving. Uh, so really that was the only way to do it. But now that I have online income, man, there's no freaking way that you, you can, there's no way in the world where I'm going to wake up at 5.30 in the morning, go set up everyone's gear for now on a rocky boat and be forced to go you know, on sea sometimes 10, 14 days in a row without a break and be exhausted and not enjoy it anymore. That's, that, yeah, yeah, that's one of the things I love about the 4-Hour Workweek. I know I always talk about it because, yes, it changed my life. So, like, that book is, you know, something I refer everyone to. But he mentions it in the book, you know, businesses that you set up should make you money and you should have the free time and the money to actually enjoy your hobbies in that time. So you don't have to make money off your passions. You're, you should have your passions. You should be very passionate about things. But they don't have to be your source of income. They don't have to be, you know, your whole life. So now you can make your money. And when you want to dive, you go out and you actually enjoy it. You enjoy every second of it. And when the day is over, the day is over. You're not stressed out. The next day you have to go to work if you don't want to. Or, you know, if you, you're like you, you even mentioned, if you're sick, you still have to show up the next day. And now it's a hobby. You do it for fun and you have the money to do it and the time. So that, I mean, that book really changed my life when it comes to things like this. And I couldn't be any happier. You know, but what I, what I would say is all those random hobbies you've had when you were growing up, even though you think maybe they were a waste of time, they're actually great resources to think of ways to make money off of them now oh uh, yeah definitely i mean especially you know if you spent a couple of years even like playing magic the gathering right that was a huge waste of my time when i was a kid but because i understand it now if i ever wanted to get in some kind of online business selling magic the gathering cards i would have a big leg up from from other people uh if you guys listening want a niche that that really fits the criteria of of anton's method scuba diving gear right there's a there's a website called dive supply that I used to buy all my stuff off of my fins, my BCDs, and these are expensive items. They're, you know, probably between two hundred to thousand dollars per item. They're relatively lightweight to ship, and it's something that you know you can't really buy in a store. You can't just go down to Walmart and buy it. So it, it, it sells well online. The only reason why I'm not in it is there's a lot of returns for things like wetsuits where people don't have the right size or even fins. Uh, there's a little bit of liability because it is it is a you know a a gear that you got to bring underwater. So I just, if I was in the U.S. and I was going to really dedicate my time to it, that's something that I would, I would do, and I would do really well at it because I understand the the market. I, you know, I was a buyer of it, and a lot of people don't think back on their hobbies as a, um, you know, as a business. Yeah, that's a great way to come up with niches. Even talk to your friends and your family and ask them, you know, what hobbies are they in that they've bought products online. And like you said, it's not something you could just go buy locally. There's a lot of different, you know, variations of every single you know kind of piece of equipment you would need and a lot of people think to buy in advance before they go on these dive trips because you know once you get to the dive shop that you're paying a premium for everything so i would say that's a good niche definitely yeah so let's talk about the actual diving itself uh oh it's amazing yeah (laughs) yeah i've i've only dived um you say dive or dove doesn't matter yeah okay i've only uh dived in kotao previously and i loved it i mean it was great i had a really great experience every time i went 
and um, Johnny was telling me how good the diving is here. You actually lived here for six months previously on Colanta, yep. so he had the experience. You know, like you said, he's been on over 800 dives. He knows what he's talking about. So when he told me he was going to be here diving, I jumped on the opportunity to come down and meet him. And these dive sites, we went on uh, four dives together. We did two days, two dives each day, and they were they were just amazing. The amount of you know fish we saw and just it was the visibility was so good. And to to end it all on the fourth dive finally got to see the giant manta rays which i was i had my fingers crossed i, I heard they've been sighting them a lot in the dive spots we were going to and in the group i was with it happened in about the last five minutes we got to see these things they were just so amazing johnny got some really good video he brought a camera underwater so i'm sure i'll be posting that on the blog hopefully link it in the show notes but you have to see these things i mean just swimming with these monsters underwater that come straight at you and you know you don't you, they tell you they're safe but when you have something that's almost 15 feet across coming straight at your face it's uh it's pretty scary but they swim right over you and just what an amazing experience it was i remember the first time i saw one underwater it was out here uh, four years ago when I was working, it looked like the Starship Enterprise. It was so big, and it, and it hovered over us, and it covered the sun. So everything went black, and you're in the middle of the ocean. So these dive sites are a four-hour boat ride away from the closest landmass. And it sounds like an ordeal, but it's fun. I mean, like, people go boating, you know, people go yachting, and what do they do? They kind of just drive around, have food, enjoy, maybe go snorkel, jump in the water, just hang out. And what I love about diving is you can combine the two. Uh, the downside of diving in places like Kotal, where it's a lot cheaper, is the dive sets are really close. You kind of just hop on the boat and just hop off. They don't serve food on there or anything. Um, so it's a great place for beginners to learn. If you're just doing your open water course and you're going to be, you know, just practicing skills, you could just do it there it's you know it's probably half the price but i was very fortunate where i didn't know anything about diving i kind of just fell into it and i accidentally did mine out here it was in phuket and we went to the racha ya islands which was you know a couple hours away and i think it was because of that boat journey just sitting you know just having the time having a couple hours just kind of sit back relax enjoy the ocean enjoy the view have time to reflect and think that's what really made me fall in love with diving and that's what i like about Colanta. Uh, the other good thing about it is because these dive sets are so far away, you'll never see a piece of plastic. You'll never see a bottle cap. You'll never see any garbage at all. And the fish out there are just untouched. Um, so the place that we went the first day is called Kobita. Uh, and it's actually kind of, it's actually halfway to, to Kopipi. So there's slightly more people there, uh, a little bit sh more shallow of a site. Um, but the visibility that day amazing, was amazing. incredible. Uh, and you got to dive with some sharks. Yeah, yeah, some leopard sharks, which I've never been with before. And wow, they were amazing. I just, we got to actually follow them. So they were swimming pretty slow. And, you know, like I said to you, I'm reading this book now called Influence, which is a great book. But it basically talks about how you just trust authority in different situations. Like our brains are kind of wired to just trust an authoritative figure and do whatever they do. So, you know, the guy that was kind of leading my group, he just swam right up to this thing. And next thing I know, I'm like face to face with the shark just swimming next to it, not knowing what's going to possibly happen. But it was, it was awesome. What a great experience. Maybe for 30 minutes or so, just swimming right next to this thing all throughout the ocean. It was great. I remember seeing a photo somewhere. That's, that basically said, all of our life, we've been told that sharks are these monstrous, crazy creatures. And then you actually see one in real life. You swim next to it and you realize how perfect and how beautiful they are. And that they actually want nothing to do with you. And the only shark attacks out there are complete accidents. 
Well, maybe an exception. I'm, I, I'm yeah. sure like great white sharks are different. But like the sharks you, you actually go scuba diving with, they're harmless. I, I've dove dozens of them. Yeah, where we are now, definitely. I, I'd be afraid. I know some areas I wouldn't be jumping in the water with hammerheads, but over here well, I Hammerheads are completely safe uh, as well. Great white sharks yeah. and maybe like tiger sharks, the only aggressive ones. I'm still um, scared of them. <laughs> yeah, they're too but big. You do have to admit they are beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. They're great. But nothing will compare to that, those manta rays. I mean, just the size of those things, and they move so slow through the water. And like Johnny said, it's like a, like a ship almost. It's just this huge thing slowly gliding gliding past you, and they're not afraid of humans at all. They're actually very curious, so they'll swim towards you because they want to know who you are, what you're doing. It's just it's amazing. They were just circling us and just just checking us out. And these things are completely harmless. No teeth. There's no there's no stinger or anything. They eat plankton. Uh, if you guys haven't actually seen a photo of manta ray. Go ahead, go to the show notes right now. It's travellikeabosspodcast.com, episode 28. And I'm going to have not only photos, but I'm going to have a video of us diving underwater with these crazy And wh- what, yeah. what are the names of the two dive sites where the manta rays were? So those dive sites are called Hindang and Hinbida. No, no, sorry. Oh, Hindang and Hinmuang. And what it means in Thai is red rock and purple rock. And the reason for that is the, the, all the soft corals that are covered uh, that are red or purple um i mean and even just that was gorgeous oh yeah definitely and it's funny because on one side you have this huge wall that i don't even know how far it descends but i went down to about 30 meters and just checking out all of the you know marine life on the actual wall then you look to the other side and it's only blue you just look out and all you see is blue and i was in a separate group than johnny because this is my first deep water dive so i kind of had to do the certification thing and stick with an instructor but johnny's group actually ventured out and you said you didn't see anything besides blue right you guys went way out and you followed the manta rays <laughs> Yeah, so what happened was within a few minutes of the of the second dive, first dive, didn't see any manas. I was a little bit disappointed uh, because I had went the last the week before and I saw five, and it was amazing. And I was wasn't disappointed for myself. I was disappointed because I wasn't. I brought my camera this time. I want. I really wanted to share this video and experience with everybody, but also I wanted Anton to see it. Uh, and I was like, crap, you know, there's no manas this time. But on the second dive, within about ten minutes, we saw one just kind of fly by but in the blue and luckily our dive master he started just he just started swimming out into the blue and you know i followed we followed him and next thing you know you know we're just hanging out in the middle of the ocean you know and we can't see the reef so when you look and you can't see down because it's hundreds of feet down i mean yeah i don't i don't know what the bottom was there but it was at least 50 meters which is way deeper than you would ever go and all sides you look, you look around it's just blue it's like it really is the closest thing to being in outer space that any of us will ever you know yeah it really feels like a yeah. different world everywhere you look i mean you just see shades of blue and black and you know you can't even see the the surface so it's, it's just what it's an amazing experience and if anyone hasn't been diving i would so recommend it i, I first did it when i did my course just traveling through thailand and i wanted to go diving and then i knew you had to do the course to be certified and that's the only reason i really went through the whole course and it was one of the best experiences i had i went to a place on Koh Tao called Buddha View Diving. I highly recommend that place. It's a, it's very small and secluded. It's on the bottom of the island, and they basically just pair you in a group, and you live with these people for a week, and you just spend time with you know the group of people going through the class. And I made some really good friends there, had a really good time, and just saw amazing things. So if you're interested at all, definitely go to Koh Tao. I think it's like the cheapest place in the world to get certified, and the diving's amazing. So I highly recommend going down there. Yeah, the diving in Koh Tao is definitely good for beginners. Uh, I, I worked there for a season or two. I worked for a small company called Scuba Junction, 
the, the benefit of being at Scuba Junction is on Syrie Beach, which is the main beach, and there's a lot more nightlife things to do. But I do agree that down there at Buda View is really good because it's far away from the main beach, so everybody really gets to know each other and you hang out and you really get close to the people you are hanging out with. So that, that, that's a great recommendation. I remember you saying something about a poster that you saw as a kid or um, no, no, not a poster, some, some, some photos that your dentist took when you were Oh here? yeah. No, I was just telling Johnny, like, I remember when I was, I don't know, I must've been like five or six years old and I was going to the dentist and he had his whole, like every wall in his, uh, different offices, kind of just different photos of diving photos that he had taken, you know, and it was cool being a little kid to look up and see like all these exotic fish and everything. And I always thought like, wow, this guy, like he must live this crazy like lifestyle that no one else does. Like, you know, I didn't know anyone that's been to the bottom of the ocean and seen these kinds of huge fish and, you know, the manta rays and just all these like exotic colors. And now it was funny because we were down the other day and I'm swimming around and I'm looking at it and I was like, wow, I'm doing this right now. And as a kid, it just seemed like a different world, kind of like Johnny was saying, it seemed like going to outer space, you know? And now it's something that I do for fun. It's a hobby of mine. So it was just a kind of a, a cool thing that popped into my head while we were down there diving. I honestly think it's better than outer space. And for the, re the reason is when you get outer space, you know you're not going to see anything because it's so vast, everything's so far away. Uh, I'm sure it'll be an amazing experience to go up there, but diving is literally one million times cheaper and <laughs> more, you know, a lot more accessible. But also, you're, you'll see cool stuff. You'll see fish life, and it's, I mean, some of these fish look like aliens. Yeah, they seriously do. <laughs> They're things you would never see, you know, in a pet store or in someone's fish tank. It's a different world down there. But here's the, here's the real reason why I want everybody listening to this that is interested in diving to sign up and go as soon as you, you can because this is one of those things where really sadly I guarantee uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'll be wrong but I almost guarantee by the next generation within the next 10, 20, 30 years the diving in the world is going to be so diminished uh, just due to overfishing due to kind of unsustainable you know practices and th things like that commercial fishing uh, destroying of reefs like they, somebody wants to bring coal through Colanta. Um, and I mean, if that happens, it basically just destroys the island. So, you know, I'm not, you know, just going to try to preach, you know, this eco-friendly nature because I, I do believe in it. But realistically, it's because you and your kids will never be able to see this amazing stuff in real life. It'll really just be videos and, uh, you know, maybe 3D, you know, <laughs> in the future, uh, in aquariums. So, if you guys have a chance to see this stuff in person, just do it because. Like, it's, it's one of those things you have to do sooner than later. Another reason why you don't want to wait until you're 65 to retire. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are probably members of my e-commerce course and have dropship stores set up. And just so everyone knows, I'm starting to plan this now. I was thinking it while I'm down here. I'm going to do some kind of, like, week or maybe two-week long, I guess I'll call it a retreat, whatever it is, but just try to get everyone to come out here to Thailand. And it's not going to be, you know, paid. Obviously, you have to get a flight in a hotel, but it's not going to be one of those, like, seminars where the guy charges you a ton of money to come out i just want everyone to get together we'll talk business at night do diving during the day and i think it's a really good way that we could all actually network in person because on the forum there's so many great people building these stores that i communicate with all the time but i would really love to have everyone kind of in the same place at the same time so we could bounce ideas off each other and also just experience this lifestyle so now johnny and i are out here there are a few other people that we know that are running these dropship stores but i really want to get everyone as a whole that's really not only into you know building an online business but also into the lifestyle thing just to come out here and just kind of network together for a couple of weeks. So look for that coming and just keep it in mind if you're in the course. Yeah, my buddy William, uh, who's on the course, he's coming out. He's got married recently and he's trying to convince his, his new wife to move out to Thailand. And 
Yeah, he worked as a computer programmer, so he can always do it on the side while building these e-commerce stores because uh, it's still relatively new. Uh, my friend Elaine's coming out. She booked her, her tickets for next month. She's going to come out for a while. And she's been doing uh, your course for a few months now, and she's consistently making uh, at least one sale every other day. So now I think she said last month she made 14 sales. Uh, so she wants to come out and really just work on it full time and you know meet people in, in Chiang Mai. And I think it's really cool that you're not charging people for you know for this retreat no right? of course not yeah i just want i know and everyone does that like you see all these other people that start courses and then they have like oh we're all going to hawaii send me 10 grand you can come like that's a joke i just really want to meet everyone talk business and show everyone how easy it is to live like a baller lifestyle for next to nothing because i think if people actually come out when we talk business maybe take your store to the next level or even if it's there already but you actually get to come out and see what it's like to live here i feel like it really changed people's lives so yeah i mean obviously like i said pay for your hotel and flight and all that yourself but once you're here cost of living is next to nothing and you're going to love it so like look after details on that i'm going to try to kind of talk to people and see what dates work for everyone because i know a lot of people are still managing their businesses in between jobs and responsibilities but that's definitely going to happen sometime in the near future you know one of the funny things is like i i would have thought well people would have think that because we hang out pretty often that we would always be talking about drop shipping and you'd always be logging into my account and helping me with my store I don't remember the last time you actually logged into my account. I think it was. I don't think I ever did. Yeah, like I, I, I really don't know. Maybe <laughs> when you first started, like the first month you had your business. And I think what it is is, but like even though we talk about you know other things, when I see you and I see you living this lifestyle, that inspires me to go work harder because I know what to do. You know, yeah. I know I need more suppliers, more stores, more products. I need. I know I need to make sure my ads are running. I know I need to make sure my descriptions are good. You know, my photos are up to date. Mm-hmm. And these are things that you know you taught in your course so it's not like you you know you're telling me new information yeah uh if, if anything it's just i see you're living this great life but also that you're you know even though you're making a lot of money you're still super excited to to you know create new businesses and and just keep it up yeah and, you know, that makes me feel like a like a piece of shit if i don't <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i think will help with coming out here too like the people that seem to be doing like just absolutely crushing it with their stores are people that know me personally have met me or just you know that i work with kind of one-on-one just like i mean you know my sister has a store that's like super successful and it's funny because people think like oh you must have gave her a great niche or help her like set up her ads or you know i don't know just like done it for her basically but all i did when she told me she wanted to start a new store was give her access to my course yes i gave it to her for free she's family she gets a discount (laughs) and uh she didn't even ask me any questions nothing and then I went home for Christmas this year. I'd been living out in Chiang Mai last year. I went back to the States for Christmas and I saw her and she told me she had quit her job, which I didn't even know because she was making so much money from her e-commerce store that she started simply by going through the videos. So like what makes her be so successful? I think it's because she knows who I am. She knows it's not bullshit. You know, she knows that like, oh, it's not some course this guy created. Doesn't know what he's doing. She's seen me do this for the past eight years and she did it herself and now she's killing it. So I love that. You know, that applies to not just, you know, like, online business but everything in life uh i want to give a big shout out to my good friend nick gregoriadis uh he's you know master jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. expert but also more importantly he was the first person i met who was really following the paleo diet a hundred percent and this was a couple years ago and even though i had read about it for months or years even and i kind of you know i believed in it and i was like yeah this works you know, I would kind of follow it. It wasn't until I met him and actually saw the, the lifestyle he lived and what he would actually eat and how good in shape he was in that I, w- I decided at that point, I was like, you know what? This works. I see it with my own eyes, you know, and I know this guy. He's a good, genuine guy. And he's if he's eating paleo, I'm going to do it too. And 
it was because of that that I was able to just really dedicate and say, you know what, you know, I'm not eating pasta, bread, none of this crap anymore. I'm 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 gonna follow it 100%. And it has worked. If anyone's watched any of my old YouTube videos, if you, uh, I'll link to my YouTube channel in the show notes as well. And just go through a couple years ago my my videos. I mean, you saw one of my videos from a few years ago. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. So like, I've known Johnny. We both lived in Chiang Mai for a while. Pretty much, I was there like on and off. So you don't see the transformation when you kind of see someone regularly. You know, you don't really see how much weight they're losing or how fit they're getting. And then he showed me some photos, and I was like, what? It doesn't even look like him. He looks 10 years younger um, yeah. just from getting in shape, you know, and getting fit. So it's really amazing. I look younger. I, I feel younger. I, I, I Physically, I probably am younger. If you, te- if you, you know, tested my my health, you know, my health tests, I'm sure I'm going to live longer now than I, oh, yeah. than I would before. Um, and what's cool about it is, you know, it really all it really took was meeting you know, meeting someone in person who's doing it and then yep. deciding, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So but I wonder if I had just had that blind faith anyways, even before I met anyone and did it, if I just, uh, if I was just like, okay, you know what? Because people told me it worked. And yeah. what if I just trusted them and said, okay, I'm just going to do it? It still would have worked, I think. It just, you have to, you have to really commit yourself and it's a lot easier to commit yourself when you have that, you know, in-person proof, basically, that you could see with your own eyes rather than just read about or listen about. It, it, it takes it to another level. I think it can work either way, but you have a better chance when you actually see it with your own eyes. Yeah, uh, definitely makes sense. I, we actually ran into um, a guy who listens to the Shop Like a Boss podcast yeah. named Joe from Australia. He just... I was walking with my girlfriend on the beach, um, <laughs> and he, you know, basically just comes out. He's like, "Hey, are you Johnny?" And I was like, "Yeah, hey, how you doing?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I was lis- literally just listening to your podcast <laughs> like minutes ago, and you know, and I thought you were in Saigon." I was like, "Yeah, you know, um, just came out with my girlfriend. Uh, we better go get some massages, you know. But let's, if you want to come scuba diving, you know, we're gonna be going out tomorrow." And to him, he's like. Now he's like, okay, you know what? I've I've heard Johnny lives his life, but yeah. now he saw it physically. Right. You know, he's like, okay. And anyone that asks him, uh, you know, how, how you know what was Johnny doing when you met him? He's like, <laughs> yeah, he was walking his beach with his beautiful girlfriend, about to get massages. Yeah. Or scuba diving. It's, it's really funny because I met this guy today too, and he lives in Japan. He said, but he's here on holiday because he has a break from from work. He still has a, a job. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, are you Anton Crowley? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, who are you? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I saw you uh, paddleboarding the other day, but you were pretty far out, so I couldn't <laughs> say anything. And he's like, and then I saw you getting a massage. But he's like, yeah, I just wanted to say what's up. You know, he's like, I saw your blog and I read about you. Like, it's just, it's really cool. So I think, you know, seeing something in person really does make that difference. And I don't know if it was last episode we did together or the first one, but I spoke about how I have an uncle who's very successful in business. And I know for me at a young age, that's what, you know, I knew I'd have, I didn't know what I would do. But I knew I'd have an online business because I saw not an online business. I knew I'd have my own business because I saw that he was no different than anyone else. But he had the nice houses, the sports cars, the boats, and it was all because he did his own thing. So that's what got me started seeing that real life example. Yeah, that was from the first episode, which is episode ten. If you guys haven't heard that one, that one's all business. You know, I don't think I don't think we talk about travel that much. You know, basically in episode ten we talk about how you got started with, with online business, how you got started with dropshipping, uh, and then in episode what is it, 26, which is two episodes ago. That's when we talked about Ch- Chiang, living in Chiang Mai versus Saigon. Uh, and this one, you know what? At first I was like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have Anton on again. You know, it's becoming the, the Johnny and Anton show. But, you know what? You know, fuck it. Cause <laughs> People I, don't have to listen if they don't want to. <laughs> I, I really think, you know what? Having you as a friend uh, is, is only real possible because I started this... This dropship thing. If it wasn't for me going 
online and say, and deciding, hey, I want to do a business. I want to meet entrepreneurs. I want to, you know, I want to do this. I never would have met you. Yeah, we wouldn't be here in Colanta together right now because you'd probably still be on the budget in Chiang Mai. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to afford this at all. I mean, I might be out here working as a dive master. Right. And then if you told me that you, did, you know, you're doing this online business, I would have kind of just brushed it off, thinking, oh, I can't do that. You know? you know what I want to mention about that? It was funny because Johnny, like we said, he used to live here for six months and he worked on the island. And when we went on the boat the other day, there were, you know, the instructors remembered him and he was telling them, you know, like, oh, what do you, people asked him, what are you doing now? And I remember you said to one guy, you run, you run an e-commerce store. And I guess the guy had seen your blog and he's like, oh, that's whatever scheme you're up to. And like, I took offense to that. I'm not even you, but that <laughs> anyone that sees people become successful that don't advance in their own career, usually think of it as like a scheme or a scam or something like that. And I just like, I like shook my head to it, but Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> you know, I took offense to that as well, yeah. and I was hoping it was just because he's Dutch, and maybe that was a word, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that they use. Right. But I really do believe that a lot of people that see it, like even my my old friends from college or you know high school that are my friends on Facebook, they probably see they're like, oh, online business? Are you are you are you doing porn? Are you doing some kind of shady thing? Scamming people somehow? Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. I, I'm like, I have a legitimate yeah. online business. I deliver products to people that really want them. Yeah. yeah. And like all the reviews on my site are five star yeah. because we actually, you know, we really take care of our customers, our customer service. Like if I started Zappos, right? That's an online business yeah. and it's excellent. Yeah. You know? But the people that know you probably would think it was a scam also. Like, like oh, you got lucky. You ripped people off somehow. Like that's always how it like, works. No, I'm selling shoes advance. online. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Other dealer, it's cheaper, yeah. better, you know, faster shipping, better customer service, yeah. no middleman. Yeah. You know, you're not dealing with this big behemoth company that doesn't care about you. When you call, you know, one of our staff members picks up the call. We're just like, hello, well, yeah. you know, thanks for calling. And people were always like trying to press one still. I'm like, no, no, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and somebody would try to give us their order number, you know, and they're like, oh, let me dig this up. I'm like, no, no, is this, is this Jennifer? Like we just saw, you know, you just ordered. Right. She's like, wow, how is your customer service so good? It's because we're this small mom, you know, we're basically a small mom and pop business. Right. You know, we're not dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, so speaking of being able to do you know, this online business, the best thing about it is being location independent and having it work passively while we're on vacation. I mean, because we are on vacation. Oh, definitely, yeah. And it's funny, it's like we're on vacation, but obviously, I mean, there's no real getting away from work when you're on your own business. You are the boss. You, it's, if things go wrong, it's your fault. You know, even if you have employees, Johnny has someone answering the phones. I have that as well. But if there's a problem, they look to you, obviously, and they should. So if anything goes wrong, you can't blame your employee. It's your fault. So what we've been doing, our, our boat, our boat, our taxi picks us up at about 6.30 every morning to take us to the boat to go diving. So we've been waking up at around 5.30 a.m., <laughs> going to sit in this nice little gazebo in the middle of a garden at the hotel that we're staying at. And we do work for an hour and just answering emails, stay up to date on everything. But we're still on vacation. So we've been working maybe one or two hours a day. Everything's smooth, you know, maybe not increasing business, but definitely maintaining. Sales are coming in and we're making money as we're we're diving, eating at great restaurants, paddleboarding, getting massages. Right now, I'm drinking a beer on the beach and <laughs> recording a podcast. So yeah, it's pretty easy. And we're watching this like smoking hot, so hot. Russian girl. In a I think Swedish. I think Swedish. She's Swedish. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, no, Swedish girls don't. <laughs> they don't take jump photos. like that. Yeah, they don't take photos <laughs> like that. So her boyfriend has like a DSLR. Yeah. She's in a pink bikini, just doing these. You know those jumping shots that people do in the ocean. Um, With the sunset in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's beautiful here. <laughs> I mean. Like, I mean, we literally spend, what did we do today? Okay, woke up pretty late, we slept in. Yeah, today wasn't a diving day because we need, you need 24 hours before you could fly. So today was kind of just a rest and relax day. So what did we do? Yeah, we slept in, we both met up, did some work this morning, got breakfast, 
Oh, it was a nice breakfast. So, uh, really good breakfast. We had, um, yeah, bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we walked walked up walked up and down the beach, hung out for a few hours. You, what did we do? We I don't even swim. know. <laughs> yeah, went swimming you, a little bit. I got a massage. Yeah, no, I, I met mean, up with that guy from Australia, talked business for a little bit. Oh, we sat around in the cafe, had some coffee. Yeah. We, we really didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but just the easy life. It was, but it was still a work day. I mean, we still got some stuff done. I got um, a lot done, actually, yeah. Yeah, and this afternoon I went to a coffee shop and I spent about two hours working and I got a lot done, yeah. But here's the thing about working is if I wanted to, I could have closed my laptop many hours ago because I didn't really have anything else to do. Um, but I, I enjoy it. Like, I think, you know what, what we did today? We would go to the beach, go back, work for an hour, take a, you know, get out of the sun. Yeah. It was hot here. Uh, and then we would go to the beach again, hang out for a couple hours, go back, check email for an hour. And it was like, to me, it's what I would do anyways if I was home. Well, that's the blog I started, Create Travel Play. <laughs> I really enjoy traveling and, you know, playing, aka diving, paddleboarding, whatever, just as much as I do creating new businesses. Because it's not like you're sitting there doing customer service and like, oh my God, this, you know, this sucks. What am I going to be finished? No, you're, you're creating new businesses. You're creating new revenue streams. It's fun. It's a hobby. You know, it's just, just as much as I love diving, I want to go create a new business. So, yeah. It really has become a hobby. And, and you know, people think, you know, it, oh, maybe you're just a workaholic. Maybe you're just, um, you know, you're, you're crazy. No, it's it, like, it's, it's twofold. One, I know b- by me doing this, putting in the effort, it becomes something. Right? And like, it be, like, it's, it really is creating something in the world. Uh, it's, and second, I know that by having these new you know, revenue streams, it allows me to keep traveling, keep playing and keep enjoying life. Um, for example, so we came up from scuba diving, right? And, there was no, you know, I, there's no Wi-Fi in the boat, uh, so I didn't get any signal until I got back. You know, uh, when we got pretty close back to shore, my 3G kicked in, and the first thing I see on my phone is new sale notifications on my Shopify. Yeah. And so, if anyone that's using Shopify to manage your e-commerce stores, make sure you install the Shopify app. It's free. Uh, it works on your iPhone or probably your Android. Um, and what it does is it basically just gives you an instant notification whenever you get a new sale. And it's, I love it. Every morning that I wake up, because the time difference, basically it's, you know, almost the end of the business day in the U.S. Every morning I wake up and I have, and I see how many new sales I got. Yeah. And it's the best way to wake up, I, yeah. s- I swear. And if people don't understand why we like working and why we like creating businesses so much, this is an example of like Johnny saying like it equals money in the long run. So this morning we're both working together out in the gazebo in the garden at our resort. And I went back to my room to get changed because I was done and I thought we we're going to go get breakfast. I come back out and Johnny's been there for 30 more minutes and he showed me his phone. He got a sale for 1500 bucks just sitting there. So that's why we like it. Like it's <laughs> not because, you know, like it, it's actually, it's, it's really fun to create something that's going to just keep making you money. And for the, the little bit of work you do, it just pays off for years and years to come. That's how I feel. And no, it's not a little bit of work as in like, you know, you know, four hours total, but I do about three, four hours a day and it pays off over and over and over again. And it has been for the past eight years. All right. So yesterday we went scuba diving. Yeah. Um, I did literally one hour of work because I just, you know, I basically just woke we up. We got picked up at 6.30. We got picked up at 6.30. I didn't even, I woke up, I woke up at 5.30 and normally, you know, that sounds like hell, right? Like nobody wants to wake up at 5.30 to go to work. But to me, I was like, okay, I can either wake up at 6.30 or 7 like a normal person, you know, have an hour commute to work, work from 8 to 5. Yeah. And, you know, get my... Hour my, commute home. Yeah, hour commute, yeah. And have that normal life and get yelled at by a boss and hate it. Or I can wake up a little bit early, 
you know, sit in this nice, you know, on this nice garden, do an hour of emails and, and kind of just delegate tasks to people, uh, make sure there's no, you know, nothing bad going on. And then literally for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. I'm underwater, no signal, no Wi-Fi, yeah. <laughs> hanging out on a boat, you know, eating lunch on the boat yeah. and just coming back and having a nice dinner. That's why we like work. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday, that's my revenue. Yep. $3,316. And for being underwater. Yeah. I mean... And that, you know, that wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the time I, I spent building the store, you know, putting systems in place. Uh, but, you know, it, if I had been working as a dive master, I would have made 30 bucks. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I, I would have had to still wake up at 5.30, go set up the tanks, and I would have had and to You'd be clearing them longer. off when we were done instead of eating a nice dinner, going out, yeah, for a nice dinner with us last night. So. Yeah. So, AntonMethod.com works. Anton, thank you for... You know, for for setting me up with this, because I, I like you know what I'm I'm starting to think that the reason why you want so many people uh, to to do this e-commerce store and get well in it is because you want to create a circle of friends. Uh, <laughs> did you just order another beer? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice buddy. Uh, is so you can just have all your friends, you know, have location independent businesses, so they have free time to come hang out and travel with you. Yeah, and you know, I wish it could be like you know, my, I have a huge group of friends back from high school and a group of friends from college, and a lot of my high school friends went on to get all different kinds of jobs, and uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, a lot of my friends from college, I studied business. A lot of them went on to law school and are now working as lawyers. And people are like kind of so advanced in their careers at this point, they they they're scared to take a chance. And I kind of feel thank you, kind of ice. Uh, two, I two glasses of ice. No, please. okay. I kind of feel like it's almost too late, like, you know, because they, they make, let's say, I don't know, I don't know what my friends make, anywhere from 50000 a year probably, all the way up to a couple hundred thousand a year, and it's kind of hard to give, give up that kind of salary when you're starting over and you don't know what your future holds, especially when you've invested in your education and in your career as you advance through it, you know, even in the same company you're with, like, you can't just give it up, so I wish I could do that, but what basically my core group of friends now are people that already have had businesses that they're establishing or people that are really just bootstrapping trying to build something so those are the people that I really like helping because you know it's not people that I'm trying to start from nothing and say this is why you should start a business it's people that already want to start a business they have that passion and they're just looking for a path to choose so I don't think there's really any blueprint that you can copy exactly that'll take you to success but if you could have some kind of just like like a framework you know like this is the system and then apply yourself to it I think that's the way to go and I think you know I mean obviously my system has helped plenty of people so I think e-commerce is the way to go I think drop shipping if you're just starting is perfect and eventually a transition into importing definitely will not hurt you and people ask me like oh why do you hate importing I don't I made a lot of money off importing and I've done it for a long time but right now you know I don't want to be based in the states I don't want to be have to deal with a warehouse and deal with my own returns so it's not for me but you know at one point if you ever start a dropshipping business and you want to kind of blow it up and really what I would call like get rich fast like that's what you would do and if you start with dropshipping it makes it much easier than just jumping into the importing game yeah, because then you're not test. You know, you're not sitting around with a warehouse full of crap that nobody wants to buy. No, because you, you've tested it already. You're importing based on what sells. You're gonna find your top selling products, and you're gonna find suppliers that make those not the, not obviously knockoffs, but products with with the same features, with the same qualities. And by that point, you already have dealt with so many customers that you know where improvement, you know, can be made on different products that you're selling. So. I'll use the example I always give. If you're selling chandeliers and people always say, I wish you had this color or this size or this wattage, whatever it is, you could basically import the perfect products. And when customers are coming to your dropship site, you could link them all straight from your website to your own brand and just really promote your brand like crazy and bring in all the traffic from popular search ner- uh, 
terms like brand names, product names, and SKU numbers that people are already searching for. So I definitely think e-commerce is the way to go. I think that my course gives a great framework. So if you want to get into it, definitely check it out. Yeah, and you know, and to re really explain that to to people that, it, in like in a brand, let's say you're making, I don't know, what, what's like a random thing. So like, let's say you're you're selling um, sofas, sofas, right? Or yeah, and people know that you know I want to buy X, Y, and Z brand sofa. Or, you know, what? let's think of a different example that that people actually recognize. Um, and it's just for um, I don't scuba know. gear. You know, scuba so gear. yeah, with scuba gear. Okay, so the big brands with scuba gear are like. Uh, Scuba Pro, Cressy, uh, things like that, and people will search for specific model numbers. But let's say that you know you wanted to make a better mask, right? A better dive mask, and you wanted to make your own brand. You know, it doesn't really matter what, what the name is because no one's gonna ever heard of your brand anyways. No one's gonna search for that. But people will search for a you know a Scuba Pro um, XR51 mask or a you know Aqualung uh, frog mask, right? But what you can do is, when people come in for that, you can, you know, have on your on your homepage, um, deal of the week, you right. know, or you know, uh, other customers who looked at this product also looked at, right. and you can have it to your mask. And before you do that, you start selling for these other brands that people are already searching for. So you start off by drop shipping, and everyone's buying these products from you. And you could actually, you have real numbers. There's no better data than like real sales numbers. You're not just seeing what people are interested in, you're seeing where people are spending money. So if two of those products, let's say you have hundreds of products from different suppliers are selling the best, look at why they're selling the best, like what features do they have? And then basically just try to make the best product possible, which is very easy to do um, by you know sourcing from China and I explain how to do that all in the course uh, just do that and then when people are on your website on these product pages like Johnny said you could either say people who viewed this also view this or you could say view similar items or you know limited time deal on this brand or you know compared to there's a million ways to do it but basically you're bringing in traffic for things people are already searching for which is the easiest way to get traffic and then you're selling your own product to them and of course you don't have to start this way I haven't done this in a long time because like I said I'm traveling and it kind of requires you to put in more time and effort Johnny's not doing it now because he's living the whole lifestyle business too but it's very easy to transition to if that's something you're interested in yeah and what I love is you know all this time and effort I'm putting into the dropship businesses if I ever want you know people ask like oh you know this is great right now um, and you know while you're traveling and your expenses are low uh, what are you gonna do when you have a family of four to feed and you want to move back to the US and this is the answer I'm like, yeah. well, I'm basically gonna you know start I'm gonna go back to the US and I'm gonna work a normal you know nine hour or eight hour day job but still working for some other asshole I'm gonna work for yeah. myself and everything's already gonna be in place I you know and like literally the only reason why I'm not importing uh, my own stuff right now is because I don't want to sit in the US with a warehouse full of crap and that to manage and I know you can you know hire fulfillment houses um, but it still takes time yeah, to set and, up. And I, I've done the whole fulfillment thing, and yeah, it's better than having your own warehouse, but you still have to deal with the problem. When a customer wants to return something, instead of giving them the supplier's address, it has to go back to yours, and you know, like anyone that's in my course knows how I do things. I sell only expensive items, so it's not like I'm selling $20 products that could be like, we'll just throw it out, I don't care, you know? <laughs> it has to come back to the warehouse. I have to resell it, so whether that means listing it as you know an open box item, putting it on eBay, putting it on Craigslist, there's work behind it, and it, it adds up. You know, so yes, it makes sense if you really want to go for that like slam dunk home run business that you know million dollar profit plus. That's the way I would recommend to do that. But at this point, I'm doing very well, and I don't have to deal with any of that. So, you know, a hundred bucks a day. All right, that's all you need to live out 
really in most in most places um, in in Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, South America, in things, places like Berlin, right? Because if you think about it, if you make a hundred dollars in profit a day times thirty days, that's three thousand dollars a month. And in Chiang Mai, you know, I'm living in a hotel. I have a pun space membership, which is the, the co-working space membership. I have a CrossFit membership. Uh, I get a couple of massages a week. I eat out 21 meals a week, or yeah, I should probably do, but 20, yeah, yeah, 21 meals yeah. a week. And I, I did my budget. I, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm kind of overdue for uh, for a post about this. So if you guys check my blog, I'm gonna have that up soon. Um, I, I did a calculation. I spend way less than a thousand five hundred dollars a month. And you know that's double my original budget is 600 a month, uh, but that was like living like a local Thai super budget. 1500 a month is me spending money as ridiculously as I can. I mean, I'm like I'm not even in a long-term condo. I'm in, I'm in a freaking hotel. That's funny because we, we were talking earlier about making money while we're out doing things, and I was saying how when I was up in Hoi An last weekend, you know, I was staying at the nicest hotel I could find that had rooms available, literally the nicest one that's still at availability, five-star resort, oceanfront villa. I was going to the best restaurants I could find rated online, like just amazing food and I couldn't spend that much money I was spending like 200 bucks a day like between everything and I, I just make like I, I, I don't like to talk about how much I make but like it, it's it's so amazing how easy it is to save huge amounts of money here so I was telling John the other day I was asking him if he had a plan of like when he wanted to go back to the states and settle down and whatever because you know I used to think about that when I first started traveling I don't really have anything in my head at this point but let's say it's like four or five years when I go back just the amount of money I'll have saved purely from living here, it, it's unreal. It could buy a house and a Lamborghini. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. So I highly recommend coming out here. If you're single, even if you're married, even if you have kids, Chiang Mai is a great place to do that. And you just want to not even bootstrap. If you want to live it up, you'll still save a lot of money. This is the place to be. You know, somebody left a comment on my blog. Uh, so, and I think it was, when I, when I put up the uh, post about me hitting my goal, the Goal Watch Challenge, I wanted to save up 30 grand in, in my bank account and have that kind of as a buffer um, and he left a comment saying oh how much is that is only possible because you're living in a cheap place in Thailand I can't do that in, in the US um, you know my, it, my my cost of living is too much my rent is too much and I just thought well why don't you just move yeah stop making excuses yeah I mean it really is just an excuse um, and the thing is you know what life in the US is fun you know I I love, you know, I loved growing up in San Francisco, lived down in LA, lived down in uh, San Diego, spent a lot of time in New York, and it's all fun places. But if you want to ask me, do I want to spend $3,000 a month in an apartment in, in Manhattan? You're crazy. It doesn't compare. My average, I would say my like cost of living in New York was about 10K a month. And here I spend money like, like I, I don't even think about it. And I think at the most, Maybe twenty five hundred, three thousand, and like I, I probably not even. I honestly no, don't even I, look I, at it because no I spend, spend so spend little. Much, yeah. It comes so like it's not even a factor. So I don't even look at it. Maybe <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe two thousand. I don't even know. But like it, it's just it's not even an option here. I bet if you sat down and, and did the math, you'd be surprised how little money you actually. I think spend. I would. I think I would. And, and I'm traveling like crazy. Out, and this is us going out eating steaks. And that, that, that that's how little cost of living like comes <laughs> into a factor here. I don't even. I have no idea what my expenses are because there's such a small fraction of what I make. Like that's how it is here. You could have a business that's like you know doing well, and your your literally your life costs 
nothing compared to it. So th this is definitely the place to be. And like you were saying, New York, right? It's a great time. It's fun. So San Francisco, yeah, it's a great place to live. I actually have more fun here than I ever did back home in New York than I did anywhere I lived in the States. And I think the reason is like, you know, everyone always says college is the best time of your life, right? Like you're going to love it so much once you graduate, everyone's all depressed. Like, oh, now life starts. I think this time in my life, I'm 29 years old right now. I think this is more fun than college because now I'm doing the same things I was doing in college, except I have a lot of money and all my <laughs> friends do as well. So this, this is the, this is the time. This is it. And we're going to travel. Hey, that's what I'm saying. So it doesn't matter how old you are. If you could have an online business and live somewhere in Southeast Asia or anywhere in the world where you have a big group of people, a big network to plug into, you could bounce around from island to island, from country to country. And that's exactly what we all do together. It's college times 100 because everyone has a lot of cash to spend. It's amazing. Well, here's the thing about college, right? The only reason why it was fun is because people had freedom. They had a lot of, lot of time in their hands. And they were, you know, all kind of lived within a close proximity. Yep. College itself actually sucked if you think about it. You know, going, you know, listening to some boring professor talk about something you don't care about learning. Um, you know, working towards a degree so you can work for someone else. That, that all this stuff all sucked. So you kind of bear with it. Doing homework sucked. Taking tests sucked. Um, the only fun part of it was your free time when you got to hang out with your friends and yeah. just and you know just just yeah go wild and that I mean that that's like how life is now obviously it's not all getting wild but having that group in, in Saigon I, there's this big group chat that we're all in there's over 90 people in it so 90 different online entrepreneurs of all ages from all different countries they're all there they're living in Saigon and every day like we post where we're gonna be to do co-working you know and people will post five different locations that you know you could just go into if you want okay where's everyone working out today I'm at this gym I'm here I'm there at night you want to go smoke hookah yeah I'm gonna meet up and it's just like we meet up we have fun but we also talk business but it's not those boring business school talks it's about you know my e-commerce sites and how I got traffic today how many sales I made it's about my affiliate marketing sites and how they're doing it's about my dropshipping course and how I'm getting new members it's about my forum and how many new posts I'm getting today and it's just like it's just a natural thing it, it, it's college seriously on steroids like you you if you're starting an online business even if you're bootstrapping because plenty of people I know are you have to get to Southeast Asia yeah and you know what don't feel bad that you can't afford right now this very moment to you know, to go out and have a steak of it all the time. Yeah, we don't look down on people like that. Like, people will post in the group, you know, like, looking for an apartment that basically costs the equivalent of 150 US a month, and no one's like, oh, this guy's broke, we don't want to hang out with him. Like, no, no. like, we still, like, I, I respect those people more than people that are stuck in jobs that they can never escape from, because these people are trying, they're hustling, they're scraping by and trying to build something, so don't feel bad if you don't have that cash banked up. Like, you can make it happen, and this is the place to really, like, set your feet down and get to work. Yeah, if you want to be out here, you can live a block away from from where everyone else lives that's spending 10 times as much and you can you know you can be literally be spending 150 dollars a month on your on your rent you eat in the same restaurant as us and instead of ordering a steak you go order thai food which is delicious and it'll be two bucks right you know and i mean you can basically live a very very similar life uh to everyone else that's already you know it's kind of just blowing money and having fun um and just you know, not go out and spend all your money on alcohol and drink all the time. You know, I don't even drink. You know, I could I could afford to open bottles if I want, but I don't like drinking for mainly for health reasons. Um, and because I'm I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to it. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> but, get pretty red. <laughs> yeah. So I go. I don't have a soda water, and you know, I'll be hanging out in these nice you know clubs and night you know nice places, or even just hanging on the beach. Like right now, you're having you know you're having a beer on the beach. Yep. I'm having water, but. I'm having the exact same amount of fun as you, and you're not looking down at me saying, "Oh, you know, why aren't you drinking a beer?" No, who gives you a don't shit? Care. No one cares. You, no one will judge you for anything out here. That's basically how it works. It's the most like accepting community of people. If you're working to make something happen, everyone will have just 
more respect for you than you can ever imagine. So, like, there's so many examples I can give of people that I've met over the last year that really came out to this part of the world with not much money and just kind of, you know, a goal. And they, they got to work. And there's some people that, like, I don't want to give people's like niches or businesses away but I know one uh, one group of people that came out here with literally no money my friend was telling me when they first got here they couldn't even afford a beer they would cut like Johnny was saying they'd come out and drink soda because it's 30 baht instead of a hundred you know like they were they were scraping by now their business is doing over 10k a month in profit and that's a year just being here being around people like us and not just me there's plenty of others you know but when you see that kind of lifestyle it just drives you it motivates you and you get to work during the day it, it's definitely it's really a motivating thing to surround yourself with people like this yeah I'm really not the only one uh, no I'm, there's so many people there's so it may seem like that for people that know your community that follow your blog but there are so many people like I'm saying in the group chat I'm in there's over 90 of us and that's one group chat in one city out of this whole area that's full of people like I us. don't know maybe, maybe this is a scheme you know no, yeah no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but like dude I, I really think that after reading the four-hour work week I was like okay you know this sounds this sounds legit but actually you know after actually hanging out with me people and hearing all the different businesses that they're in um, you know and just meeting people from all different walks of life from all different countries I'm like well you know what it's it's so normal to me now that I almost feel like having a normal job is is ridiculous yeah and I think we all do I think even people that aren't making money yet have that mindset now because yeah. they see the people that are making you know 200k a year 500k a year a million a year and they're just like why would like there's it's not even a question in their head that they might not it might not work out like something will happen you know maybe they're not going to be millionaires but they're gonna be okay to never work a real job yeah I, you know, I I'll never ever work for a normal job again um, to everyone out there right if I ever see me turning a, a resume to you, rip it up. Because <laughs> that, that's spam. That, that's not me. <laughs> All right. So, sun setting. Uh, we're going to get some nice dinner. Um, what, what, what are you in the mood for tonight? I heard there's a, a Thai restaurant that does like a five-course tasting dinner. Okay. So, that would be nice. I'm down for that. Thai food is incredible. Anyone who, who hasn't had it. Koh uh, Lanta is incredible amazing island amazing like it's one I hadn't heard about until literally a week ago and it's my favorite and I've been to a lot of the big ones so find this place make your way out here and the funny thing about about Colanta is it is populated really just by by scuba divers and Swedish tourists yes <laughs> and it seems like lots of topless sunbathing yeah they found they found this place you know maybe I don't know how long ago a long time ago and they just didn't tell anyone about it they're just like uh, it's really nice. I don't want. I don't want anyone to know. They built a freaking school here. Yeah, there's a Swedish school. There's like, they sell all their chocolates and stuff <laughs> all around the town. It's great. Yeah, and um, so best diving in, in, in Thailand. Uh, watch this video. Like it'll freaking blow you away. Yeah, it's pretty epic. I, I, I'm very proud of it. The only reason why it's not up yet is the internet here is too slow to upload these big HD HD videos. But I'll be back in Chiang Mai tomorrow so by the time this this episode releases it will be live uh so it's episode 28 travel like a boss podcast what's the url how do you do it travel like a boss podcast.com slash uh then you click show notes show notes and it, it'll, it'll be the top one um or i mean dude just follow me i'm, I'm on twitter now uh yeah you finally got instagram going yeah yeah i'm on yeah. instagram now too <laughs> well both of us this is how you know we're uh <laughs> You don't need to be the most tech-savvy people to have yeah. all this. So you just got yourself an Instagram. I created an account, like, I don't know, whenever it came out seven years ago. I have, like, one photo on it. You had the same thing. Like, yeah. I had literally one photo, but I somehow had over 100 followers for one photo. 
Um, so now I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me take over Dan, Dan Blazerian. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm coming after you, Dan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to make my Instagram cooler than yours. Yeah, that's. that's too, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go for that. That's an ambitious goal. <laughs> Gotta set your goals big. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Dan, you're going down. Yo, let's do it. <laughs> all right, peace out, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Uh, if they want to get a hold of with Anton website, or if you want to check out his course, it's AntonMethod.com. Peace out, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at TravelLikeABossPodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.